0: Dirty Sports Podcast. I said welcome to, well to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther, Angel Prano. Welcome to, well to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Pray now. Hello, Andy. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. That intro is so damn long. Yeah, Judge
2: <laughs> Randy Ruther keeps uh, messaging me after every, during every show, telling me how awkward it is while we sit there while the song plays. No, now, me- I
1: mean no, not that. I'm talking like I've been doing this, we've been doing this. This is episode what? Nine thirty seven. I'm just talking like, hello everybody. I bad everybody. Like it's long. Like, like it's now a thing. It's been a thing for years. Yeah. It's long. Like, do you change
2: it ever? I think it's fine. Okay. Honestly, I think the extended Lenny Kravitz cover tune that opens our show is longer.
1: Well, I do that because the video on Spotify.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: why I do that. Spotify. I think, is, are, I think, are, are, I think on the screen, Spotify I think yet?
2: The are, there's a bumper. I think you can put on a bumper so that before we come on, there's maybe just like visuals of us. You know, maybe we have somebody do a. Uh, put together a little something of the roles. It's so fine. I'm I'm over here watching the end of the Mets
1: game. So So I could do a bumper and then we just go to I'm sure I can't. Yeah. I haven't I haven't examined StreamYard nearly enough I feel like I should. Oh, so that's that's Randy Ruther's hang up. Yeah.
2: He's like you guys just sitting there awkwardly while the song
1: plays. That's hilarious. I I love that uh, I I'm like confused. It's when you brought him up. Like at this point, like there's nothing like (laughs) just a picture of Justin. Like like Randy. Like I saw it there. I was like, okay, it's a picture of Justin holding the Miller Light. Which again, I have no problem with. I think it's great. But it's like Randy Rooster, and it still has the all I need in life is my white Carson Palmer jersey and a Who Day.
0: Yeah,
1: isn't it pretty? Like it's it's become one justin wood and randy Ruther have kind of morphed
2: yeah he messages me all the time he's like "Parano," i'm like
1: randy i i have to disclose something there have been times as far as texting him where like you put in the r not the j for justin you know for the name you're like oh yeah his name is not actually randy Like, who would have thought just some drunken debacle of an idea? And he basically has an alter ego.
2: Yeah. I think you should legally change his middle name to Randy Ruther. One
1: word, like Ojo Cinco. (laughs) How much time do you think he spends in Bengals fan forums? (laughs) Probably a significant amount. Like, do you find yourself doing that stuff? Never. Never. Like Zero. never, like you Zero. never go on like a giants or like a Mets or a Knicks forum. No, not at all.
2: I, there is a, you know, I do subscribe to a couple of Knicks related sub stacks. Andy, now that I'm on sub stack, so you can subscribe to me there. But yeah, I'm, but then like, even that, that's just like reading, you know, I'll read a newsletter. I obviously, you know, on the, uh, the athletic or whatever, like you go on and you read articles, but no, I mean, Fans talking about it. Oh, we should trade Julius Randle for Joel Embiid. It seems like he's done down there in Philly. I mean, they don't want him. Randle for Embiid. Who says yes? Who says no? Like, no. I don't need fan things.
1: But, But that's what I'm saying. Like, the fan thing, that's a whole other... Like, that's a it's almost like a whole other life for these people or it is their life. Like, uh, the people who like hypothesize, would it be hypothesized. The people who are like constantly like, Hey, what if we did this? Or what if we drafted this? Or what if we traded this? And I'm like, what? Like, dude, come on, man. Talk to your kids. Well, we have a confirmation from Randy. Great picture. By the way, look
2: at that picture.
1: Look at that mug! Look at that good-looking wow. man. He says that's I great, stay away from Bengals. Yeah, he said he stays away from Bengals forums for the most part. It's bad. Yeah, I don't blame him. Smart move. You you guys can do whatever you want, especially I mean if you're younger, like you got the time.
2: He's like I stay away from forums mostly, except for the one I run, the Randy Lair. <laughs> can I get a day dot dot com?
1: Like the reason I bring that up, Joe Burrow, I don't know if you've seen this. He wore a headband to practice Saturday. Okay. And like it just turned into such a thing. And his hair is a little longer. And it's like headband season and everybody's going crazy and the new Joe Burrow and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, are we really putting this much into a headband? Yeah, people are. It's crazy, no. though. It, like the sports world, and, and we'll get to some stuff later on with some of this TV stuff uh, and where it's headed and where we all know it's headed. But and what happened last night with YouTube TV during the Celtics Heat game? But like, there's just so what many happened? avenues. Did it? Did it go out? Oh, you didn't see this? No. The last eight minutes of the game, there was no YouTube TV.
2: Oh, that Chris Wild was texting me about. Not having TNT on at the yeah. uh, at the Wild Tiki Bar, and I was like, I don't. How did yeah. it just go out?
1: It was just TNT, and it was stuck on a Little Mermaid promotion. Nice. So like, it was like spinning. I'm, I'm talking like the final eight minutes of the game, and people were, of course, losing their mind. Um, which sucks, but also it's funny. The conversation turned to. The Luckily, the
2: people who would be triggered by the Little Mermaid ad are boycotting the NBA, so that's good. We avoided a real big firestorm.
1: Well, I, I, I don't, you know me, I don't pay attention to that stuff, Prano, but I know that people turned it to the NFL. So now the concern is like Sunday tickets going to be here. You can't handle.
2: Oh, like fucking Directv doesn't go out in the rain. Yeah, historically, I mean, I've had. I've had a million Direct TV, especially streaming TV fails with Sunday Ticket. Uh, I watched, I watch most of my cable related things now via Direct TV streaming app on Amazon Fire Stick, which, as I've I've talked about, is connected to my brother's DirecTV TV account, which means I get local New York shit. So like I look, the news is New York local stuff. I get MSG, I get SNY, I get, yes, it's kind of great. It's a sad, sad day that the whole, the only reason he has direct TV is because of the Sunday ticket. So I wonder how that's going to go. We'll what? probably get, well, I'll have to have, like I've talked about before, I might have to have a sit down with Mikey and discuss his best plan for TV moving forward and how you, it will affect all of you're us. You're just going to buck up and do that. Why?
1: Just because. Like I said, it's pretty amazing. Uh, there's, there's no, like for me, it's like you got to share I, for me to give you mine. You got to give me something in return.
2: Yeah. Um. You know, that's the difference between like, f- Good families and bad families, I guess. And we're family. This is Fast and the Furious shit. Family first, you know? It's all about family. You know I've never seen a single Fast and the Furious. I only saw one. I saw the very first one in theaters with my brother Mikey. And he has seen, I would bet, at least 85% of them in theaters. That's hilarious. He'd, I walked out, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He was like, "Yeah, it's
0: awesome.
1: Well... Back to the TV discussion, I'm sure they got some serious heat from the NBA. Like, the NBA, let's not forget the last how many finals, I don't know if they're doing it again this year, advertises YouTube TV on the fucking court, man. Yeah. So, like, they're in business together. That can't happen. And the reason I just bring this up, and then we'll obviously get to the actual games, I just read an article, and this is no shocker, as well, that ESPN plans to stream their main channel. Eyeing cable TV's demise is the headline. And I just read it. And basically, guys, ESPN is going to be its own. It's just like everything else. You're going to pay this. Let's say you want that a la carte. You're just going to have to
2: pay. And there was talk of the, the, I mean, not talk, I guess the thing, one of the NFL playoff games this year will be exclusively streaming correct
1: exclusively streaming on peacock they're paying 110 which which let me just tell you andy uh
2: my sister told me she's watching bupkis on peacock and i was like all right well send me the peacock login and she was like that's actually our friend lexi's i'll just (laughs) send you hers and i was like great
1: you guys have like uh we're italian
2: andy you know, this is how you fucking do it. Take no, a but it's moment. funny.
1: It's I know it's funny to me. Like, like there's it's almost I don't know how I describe it. It's like a six degrees of, of passwords. Like, a oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Of
2: passwords. Like, I don't even think Lexi knows that I have her peacock now. But also when I use Hulu, I use my sister's Hulu and I go in and I see Lexi's name in there. I also see like Nicole, whoever the fuck Nicole is. I don't know. You know, Um you guys so, have like
1: your own community. It's it's yeah. it's a whole people thing. People who
2: care about each other. Yeah, I yeah. provide the Apple TV password for everybody.
1: See, see, no. So then you're on the same side as me.
2: Yeah, but also, I mean, Mikey, I have Mikey's TV that gives me access to like a million. You know, it's Sunday Ticket. It's sure. all the channels. It's whatever. It's HBO Max. It's Showtime.
1: Well. A lot of people were pissed about that. That's $110 million for one game. Think about that. $110 million for one game for Peacock. That means every NFL team is going to make over $3 million for one game, whether they're playing it or not. Like it's, It's crazy to think. But what I found so interesting about this article about ESPN going to streaming only, which we all first saw, they make most of their money through the current TV packages because for people who don't know, basically the economics behind it, these networks or these providers, I should say, are paying in bulk to have ESPN. And here's what's crazy: like ESPN is without a doubt the top dog of any channel in cable, whether it's traditional cable like a spectrum or direct TV or or the new thing, like a YouTube TV. Anyway, here's the numbers. ESPN gets $9 and 42 cents of the average cable TV bill. They're getting that chunk. The average for every other channel is 49 cents. Wow. So basically not to bore you guys with all the numbers, even though I love this stuff, they're saying ESPN that's going to throw off their whole business model Because they're getting such a huge chunk, then suddenly they're going to have to rely on subscribers, which will be new. You know, what will people pay? Like, and they cite the MSG paid subscription, what's going on? I mean, it's 30 bucks a month. That's what they decided. Are New Yorkers willing to pay $30 a month? What are people going to be willing to pay to watch sports on ESPN? I don't know. It's, 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 it's pretty crazy. Like we're we're already here, but it's also yeah. not surprising. So, that's 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 my Andy Ruther, Wall Street Journal update to start the show. Wall
2: Street streaming
1: sports update, and we will have hockey correspondent Ryan Clat will be on the show later. It's
2: great. It's getting hot in here. I'm gonna take off my hoodie. Real yeah,
1: quick you take shoot. off your hoodie. We should jump into some NBA. I just alluded to the Celtics Heat game. Once again, man. I'll tell you what. This Miami Heat team are they're just never down. It doesn't matter if they have a shit half, a shit three quarters. Like well, uh, you know, the,
2: I have been I've been slurping Eric Spolstra all off season and it has to continue. I mean, you go into the half I what were they down? 10 12. going in the half, 12. 12 12 going into the half. But that's where a good coaches just make an adjustment. Um, uh, once again in this series, a decided coaching advantage for the Heat. Joe Mazzulla has been bad at times in these playoffs. Um, Spolstra has been great. You go into a half, you're down 12. You come out, you score four. What they score 46 in the third. They have yeah, a, so they 50, uh,
1: fifty point quarter. So they outscored them. Oh, I think twenty one. So, so, I think you're right. So they were down ten. So so you were right. I was I was wrong. They weren't down twelve. They were down ten at half. In the third quarter, they put up forty six. The Celtics only put up twenty five.
2: Like twenty five isn't a great quarter by any means, but it's fine. Sure, forty six. That's just Boston. You know, being unable to defend them, but also to come out and change your strategy and take advantage of Boston's randomly occurring lack of defensive prowess lately Um just is everything. And now game one, they've won. I believe they've won game one on the road in all three series. Correct.
1: I think they, did they beat, did they beat Milwaukee? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they have, cause they beat the next. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It, it's, it's, Again, it's like you see that score or you see the halftime score. They completely flip the script. Butler ends up having a great second half. Total and, team effort. And
2: the and the the Butler the 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 Jimmy Butler with this surrounding cast strategy is very LeBron James uh blueprint from you know, those years in Cleveland, it's like surround him with shooters, have a couple of bigs. You know, Bam's been great. Um, but have a couple of bigs and then surround him with shooters, and he's been great at facilitating those guys. He's also playing, I think he would he have six steals last night or something like that. Like he's playing great defense. He's yeah. hitting the big shot. And yeah. They're, uh, you know, Boston. Really, like as bad. Philly has, Philly is a, a suspect team, in general. Obviously, with their coach, um, now gone. Um, but they had they had a suspect coach. They had suspect stars, in my opinion. Um, that you know the the Joel Embiid not being able to show up night to night while also getting the MVP award will be something that I never understand. Um, so they were a suspect team that took Boston to seven. Like Boston is significantly more talented top to bottom than the heat, but the heat are going to win the series.
1: Like you're already thinking that.
2: I think that I think I'm it's more confident. Game. in the. I'm more confident in the heat winning right now than I am the
1: nuggets. That's interesting. Okay. One game? Yeah.
2: One game in Boston as the eight seed.
1: Yeah. Well, it does move the pressure, right? The pressure just suddenly moves on the Celtics.
2: In the West, there's the the this Nuggets team during the regular season was not good on the road. They had a losing record on the road. The Lakers in LA have had Big games throughout the playoffs so far. Undefeated. So that's you know, that's a series where if somebody, if the Lakers were to steal a game in Denver, who knows if that will happen. But even if they don't, the idea of each home team wins their games, game seven, anything can happen. The the Heat going to Boston in game one and winning, even if Boston comes back and has a great game too. Now you have to go to Miami. with a with a team that is is well coached with veteran leadership with that does all the little things like what i love about this heat team one of the little things as a fucking basketball nerd is just like all the ball fakes even when they don't fucking work and they're not effective whatever you catch and you make a ball fake to me that just says you're being coached well because that's something that comes natural to some guys because they were coached well growing up. And then that's something that's not natural to a lot of guys because they were just like, hey, man, I don't need to fucking ball fake. I'm a great talent, and, you know, I played AAU ball, and you give me the ball, and I score. Like, elite players, they don't have to fuck with that. Like, you watch the ball go around uh, in Miami. Guys catching the ball, a a pass fake, a shot fake, then moving the ball, then dribbling. And to me, that's something that you're going, you're it's like this team's working on fucking fundamentals. Yeah. As an NBA franchise, like you look at a doc rivers team. It's like, I don't think doc rivers has coached fundamentals. Maybe ever. Maybe, maybe he taught Austin rivers fundamentals at one point.
1: Well, from the Celtics perspective, I think it's even worse when you blow a double digit lead at home, you know, like a game you're in control. That, like, that's again from the psychological standpoint, that's tough, man. You, like, you blow that, and now you know what Miami's done. But let's be honest, man, Miami—they've been in control the previous two series. That's the thing. Like, these weren't. Oh, it's gonna like like no one really thought they were ever losing control of either series and until that happens if they're just
2: in round one obviously Giannis got hurt but sure they've also controlled the other team's stars to some degree I mean Brunson obviously played really well um, but Julius Randle got absolutely fucking shut down I mean Jason Tatum coming out and scoring what 2 points in the fucking second half or made two shots in the second half or whatever that fucking statistic was like he just yeah. goes quiet uh that's not going to happen Jimmy Butler's not going to go quiet like you're not going to contain him because he's he's facilitating and he's forcing the shot and he's going to get his Jason Tatum I mean a guy that has a tendency to disappear from time to time Going up against a team that that finds your weakness and exposes it. It's crazy, but Jimmy Butler's the best player in the series.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I, I wouldn't even question it, to be honest. Right. right. We, again with with both sides of the ball, like I wouldn't question him versus Tatum. I mean, he's he I don't think people realize he's having like an all-time playoff. I mean, he's having a great as far as all around He's having a phenomenal playoff, and he does it all the time. It's, I don't know. I Like, it's one of the most undervalued playoffs and also, like, players when it comes to the playoffs.
2: But it's a great, it's an especially great performance because of how it it exists within Heat culture as it's become a thing, you know? Whether it's Riley or Spolstra or just whatever, it's like the Heat just play their game. And then Jimmy can kind of do what he wants within it. Like if he just decides, Hey, I'm going to go get a couple buckets. It just like works. It, it never feels especially forced and it never feels like it's taking away from other guys when he's doing it. It's like, that's the great, you know, we, we always talk about LeBron James, like the guy who leads the NBA historically in scoring, is a pass-first guy. But even with LeBron, historically, it's almost like sometimes you have to go, oh, we're going to go into LeBron fucking robot mode where he's just going to take over games. Like Jimmy Butler, like he takes over games like in spurts and then just like sits in the corner for a little bit and then takes over the game in spurts. And like it's almost like whenever they need a big bucket, like he goes and gets it, It, but it all kind of works. Like you, you never really feel like it's stopping them from doing what they want to do naturally to then let Jimmy Butler do what he wants to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, obviously I'm rooting for the Lakers. I'd love to see Jimmy Butler get a title though. I don't think it'll happen this year. Who knows though? But like if he got a title with this squad Again, I'm just trying to look big picture all the time. If you got a title with this squad, as far as where it elevates him all time, is a very interesting discussion for me.
2: Well, I don't really know that there's like... I mean, I, I really think the only elevation to Jimmy Butler or not Jim Butler is like, can he do something that'll get him into the Hall of Fame? Because the conversation... About like where he ranks all time, like Jimmy Butler. Unless unless is this unless this is the beginning of like some five year Jimmy Butler run, he's not cracking like the top twenty five guys of no, all time. I'm and not, after I, and after that, like what the fuck does it matter?
1: I'm not saying he is, but like I'm just trying to think of a comparison previously in the NBA or maybe cross sports what he manages to do. Turning it on in the postseason. I'm trying to think previous NBA. I know you're going to say Eli Manning. I know you're going to say Eli Manning.
2: I didn't say anything because you're smiling. I'm just saying a guy who's a fucking wholly different thing in the playoffs. Because because it's kind. It is. I mean, basketball and football are not close to the same. But the but I think the the comparison there is. Jimmy Butler's always been this guy. It's not like he hasn't had the talent. It's what's the circumstance? What's the situation? Like, oh, Jimmy Butler flourished in Miami. Like he found his full form in Miami. He didn't find it in Minnesota or Philadelphia during the process with Ben Simmons. He didn't find it in Minnesota, one of the great black holes in sports, like professional sports all around. He didn't find it on like a weird Chicago team with like Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose. He found it in Miami. Shocker. But obviously Eli Manning was with the same franchise this whole time, but when... They had pieces when they had a good coach, when they were protecting him. Suddenly, we would have a couple of runs in the playoffs and go. And and the conversation would be the same thing we're doing about Jimmy Butler now. We just don't use the word elite for basketball players. But you remember, is that every, but is Eli Manning elite? It's like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, can you imagine even saying that about Jimmy Butler right now? Is Jimmy Butler elite? Well, he's the best player in the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: But like previously in the NBA history, I'm just trying to, I, I don't have anybody off the top of my head.
2: I mean, kind of the closest thing is Kawhi, who kind of sleepwalks through seasons, has injury problems, whatever, made his name for himself in an NBA finals, played deep, played both sides of the ball, hit some big shots.
1: Yeah. Did it on the Spurs. Who do you think the Heat have a better chance if they advance? What's a better matchup for them, Lakers or Nuggets? Um
0: probably, probably
1: Lakers.
2: the Lakers. Yeah. Although I don't know because I mean it's probably the Lakers from like a talent standpoint. The thing about it'll be interesting to see because it's if it seems like the Lakers found a little something late. Now
1: So, everybody's talking about that.
2: Malone is, like, poo-pooing on that. Like, I don't even know why he's addressing that. But it it feels like it's not even a matter of did they find something. To me, the only wild card in that question, if if you were talking about it, was is Spolstra and Riley good enough to say we're going to throw something at Jokic that messes him up a little bit. Whereas you could say they would do that for Anthony Davis, but the truth is the coaching battle in a, in a, uh, Nuggets heat series is going to be Malone versus Spolstra and like the, and Pat Riley's Emperor Palpatine, you know, or essentially those guys versus LeBron and, Also, Darvin Ham's there. (laughs) Like, now we're having, like, a basketball genius off. Yeah. Right? Like, Riley uh, LeBron is some fucking, you know, Queen's Gambit shit.
1: Well, a lot was made of that fourth quarter when the Lakers come back. They put Rui Achimura on Jokic. And Jokic obviously slowed down. It was, I mean, Jokic's stat line was amazing. Yeah, right. Like he slowed down the fourth quarter, but he had just a phenomenal game.
2: There, are, but like, but again, and this is this is going to be the case, kind of going forward. At this point, with the Nuggets, is like they're the most talented team left by a long shot, in my opinion, with depth, with the the. Having the like, they have the best player left. They have probably the best depth left. They have a great home court advantage. They've got a great second player behind Jokic. They've got like, they're the most talented team. Boston's, you know, pretty talented, but they don't go that deep. And also, Boston has a coaching problem.
1: But let me. But, but here's my thing about the Lakers in that game. If you told me Anthony Davis is getting 40 points and they lose, like that is not a good sign. I, I I'd argue they got they have they they have to win games. If Anthony Davis gets 40 and you lose and you were losing the whole game by double digits, that's pretty terrifying, right?
2: Yeah, but also we're now in a situation where the it's not that Anthony Davis is getting forty because the Warriors are super small and whatever. It's like again, this is where death comes into play. Jokic's stat line was fantastic. And Anthony Davis's stat line is fantastic. But what does that do? That cancels each other out?
1: Well, Jamal Murray's style line was also fantastic. Yeah, or fantastic, exactly, fantastic. I mean, they, I mean, they had one, two, three, four, five, they had six guys in double figures.
2: Like They'd, when when you're talking about two two teams that have a, a talent disparity like this, LeBron is going to do certain. Like first of all, we're still again we're talking about thirty eight year old LeBron, so LeBron's only going to be able to do so much. He's going to have he's going to have chunk moments he's going to facilitate, he's going to coach, he's going to whatever. But like, when you have a talent disparity like this, if you have those two games from the big men and then you have the Murray game, like the Lakers need Austin Reeves to have a game. They need D'Angelo Russell to be hot for like, but but
1: here's the thing, but that's, that's what I want to get to. Austin Reeves at 23 points, dude. He was five and nine from threes. Like, he had a good game. Yeah. And they lost by three in Denver. Lost by six, but yeah. Yeah.
2: But they were, you know, it was a three point game. No, for sure. With a minute left.
1: No, I know. I, I just, I don't know. I
2: know it's one game. Shout out to all the people, by the way. I mean, the NBA is zigzagging, the underdog, underdog. It was six and a half. And then obviously the Heat win. I mean, we were crushing
1: this playoffs. So fast forward to tonight. What do we got here? What's what's this uh what's this line at? It's five and a half.
2: Listen, I don't really love the Lakers chances in Denver. But I mean I'm rooting for the Lakers but i almost feel like this is this is the way this series has to go. and and not that it plays into the lakers hands by any means, but i think the scary thing is if you lose both games in denver, you, it's we're at the point now where it's like the the those first two games, like when you're the road team, you almost feel like you have to take one. and you don't really have to. But it really feels like you do these days.
1: Well, if you don't, you obviously have to take the next two at home. Right.
2: But de- again, Denver's been bad on the road. But like, I don't really love the Lakers chances in Denver. I now, just... if, the, if the Lakers do win a game two in Denver now, like, holy shit. Like if you're a Lakers, if you're on the Lakers, you're fucking stoked. You're like, come home beat a team that's bad on the road in a, in a place where we haven't lost a game.
1: Yeah. Well, next game as far as, not tonight, I'm sorry, but game three in LA, we're going to bring back a live commentary. Joe and I will be calling the game.
2: Like a like a throwback rabble,
1: throwback rabble, which then we started doing uh, on YouTube, which yep. we'll do again. So hopefully the YouTube TV situation. burn things
2: like, Jared Goff and Mitchell Trubisky are medium pizzas. Oh yeah, you know, these are the kind of things that come out on the live.
1: Yeah. So, Mikey Calendars Dirtballs, we will be live.
2: Will this be the first time we're calling a game in the crypto arena in the building that is the Crypto Arena since Kobe Bryant Shot Challenge? It's
1: a good question probably it will also be our first live not sitting next to each other in the Smut studio couch. So mark your calendars, 8.30 PM Eastern time, five 30 Pacific Saturday game three Lakers nuggets from, I want to say Staples center, not Staples center anymore. What is it? Crypto? What? I believe it's the crypto.com arena, the crypto.com arena. We'll be calling it. The Crypt. Yeah. So we are excited about that. I'm going to have a little setup going on here. You might hear a baby crying in the background. Don't care. It's going live. Maybe I'll order a medium pizza from Domino's.
2: I promise I will not. No? No.
1: Maybe I'll get one from uh, a local joint around here. But, uh, yeah, mark it down, guys. Subscribe and turn those noties on. Isn't that what the kids say? The noties? I I don't know. I am not a kid. Well, I think Nick Delisandre is the set. Turn on those notifications on YouTube. That way you can know. Turn
2: on those noties. So just in case you're out at Don's, you don't miss that. The boys have gone live on the YT. I
1: love when he said Don's. That's an all-time. You remember where he said, Don? Let's, let's see how good your memory is. Where he said it? Do you remember where he said it?
2: No. We
1: Costco? were driving. <laughs> What's that? Costco. We we're no, we we're driving from Albuquerque to Amarillo.
2: Oh, right on. And he's like, let's stop. Oh, is that most the most faithful Don's run ever. Without that Don stop, I still believe I do the challenge. I believe I complete the challenge without that Don stop.
1: The challenge at the big texan yeah what was that again 72 ounces of steak that's right six shrimp scampi a salad some rolls in an hour yeah yeah that's when he coined the term don oh are we stopping at don's i think i could be wrong i'm pretty sure because you and I both were like, "What?" He's like, "Dons." We're stopping. We should have Don's. taken
2: that as a sign and been like, "Not anymore." We'll just wait till we get to the big Texan.
1: Uh, well, I see we have our resident hockey correspondent Ryan Clatt waiting in the queue to hop in to fill us in on the wild and wacky NHL playoffs because there's been a lot happening here, Joe. And I and I I can't wait for him to break it down for me because I don't know the seating. I think the seating is. Kind of similar, like the NBA, where you have a lot of higher seeds making it far. So let's bring on Ryan here, Mr. Clatt, Welcome back.
2: Hello, Andrew.
1: <laughs> Coming in hot.
2: How's it Ryan, going, Ryan? Are you just waking up from something now? This is what this is what I heard. You're were you doing an overnight or something?
3: Yeah, worked an overnight or last night, so. Um, I'm feeling good though like I'm a dad I don't
2: don't even know where you work where are you coming from
3: um so I'm a freight train conductor wow Uh, this is
2: awesome that's uh that's (laughs) the most old-timey shit I've ever heard oh
3: yeah oh can open worms everywhere now so um yeah that's what I do I basically just ride on trains for a living
2: wow why did we not discuss this do you have to wear an old-timey like conductor's hat
3: you don't have to. But you do. Some guys do. <laughs> I'm fine with my Jay's hat, but you know, some guys.
1: So what, what do kind you of do? what
2: kind of freight are you carrying?
1: Yeah, dude, we dude, forget hockey. <laughs> you just opened it yeah, up, man. man. Yeah.
3: This is the dirty train podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> uh all oh, all kinds of stuff.
2: Too bad Shibeli's boycotting us, he'd be jacking off right now. He's like,
3: oh
0: real travel.
2: Oh, is he a foamer? That's yeah. what we call people
3: who are obsessed with trains. They're foamers because they foam at the mouth when they see a train.
1: <laughs> Wait, foamer? Like that's a thing?
2: Yeah, that's a term. There's a guy like on fucking Instagram or TikTok or whatever who like fucking wears a. You know the guy I'm talking about, right, Ryan? He wears like a helmet, fucking camera, and he'll like he'll be like coming coming through this town today. Is this train? Blah blah blah, and then he just starts like. He literally like orgasms when like rare trains. Oh, I come think through. I have seen a clip yeah. or two of that guy. He's like, yeah. Oh my god.
3: The R X forty is
2: coming through today.
1: So what are you doing as the conductor? What are you doing on the train? Break this down for me.
3: Um, so the conductor, when you're on the train, you Yeah, that's <laughs> we orchestrate music and uh yeah. Oh, you handle like the paperwork, you talk on the radio when you're riding the train, and then if you have to like set out cars or pick up cars, you're the one on the ground, you got your radio, you're talking to uh, the engineer because obviously he can't see what's going on. So you have to count them down to cars and joints and you're lining switches, doing handbrakes. Now as as
2: a Canadian freight, like I'm just assuming the train is just filled with like lumber and maple syrup and cattle. What else is on these fresh trains? That's
3: it. You you got all three. So. I got all of them. No. Uh, oil, like potash. Um, I'm assuming you guys know what potash is. Of course. Clue. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, we don't have to get it. <laughs> um, He's like, oh, it's
2: just Canadian for cereal.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, sea cans, like containers, carrying right. all sorts of goods for Walmart or whatever. Grain. A lot of grade. So
1: do you yeah. always work overnight?
3: No, not always. like I I rarely have a schedule like that two weeks ago or whatever I was on like when I was on like a scheduled assignment like that's kind of rare for me so
2: how often do you have to go into a car and clear it of hobos with little stick sacks?
3: <laughs> uh not yet, but not yeah. yet. <laughs> it uh it does happen we get some riders here and there
1: you do so that's for real
3: yeah i've actually never even seen one though um even on other people's trains like sometimes people say yeah i saw a rider on your train you know just so you know and
1: you ever have anybody it. you ever have anybody chasing you and you fall into a to a snake pit while you're holding the medallion <laughs> <laughs> is anybody getting this reference is anybody getting this, is this uh
3: indiana jones reference
1: <laughs> there you go <laughs> Frenos like Ruth are really, really, yeah, really trying on to one. So let's uh, and we can talk more about this off air. Yeah, well like,
2: Ryan, what I want to start with is uh since your last uh visit, I've completely lost track of hockey. But sure um I'm gonna try to get Florida is is in it. Florida yes. has 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 moved on. That's so one in the east. Uh, are are, are they, are they all, is everybody into the conference finals already? Yep. We're down to
3: four and the first game of the conference finals is tonight. So we're, we're locked and loaded here.
2: So we got Florida in the East and who else?
3: Carolina.
2: Carolina. Right. I did know that. Florida, Carolina, uh, which I know it was Vegas and Edmonton, but I don't know who made it through. Uh, Vegas
3: beat out Edmonton, unfortunately.
2: Your pick, um, your pick for the champs. My all pick, right.
3: yeah. My picks uh, didn't pan out this year, and um, and know.
2: then the Kraken lost to somebody. Yeah, Dallas beat out the Dallas. Cowboys. Well, there you go. So da- what? What a what a mixed bag of uh, cool. Dallas, Florida, Vegas, and uh, Carolina. Your traditional
3: all hockey, hockey markets, spots. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was about all to south say. markets. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, one little nugget before we get into it, the uh, most recent winner of the cup out of those four is the Carolina Hurricanes, who won in 2006. So going to be a pretty fresh champion. I actually could have said that last time I was on, too. That was true for last round. but
2: And Vegas uh, has never won. No. Obviously, Florida Florida has never won. Florida has never won. And Dallas? Dallas
3: won in 99 with okay. uh, Brett Hall's infamous goal or foot in the crease goal. So. Right.
1: So, so can I ask you something before we get into actual hockey? And, and I don't know if you'll know this. How did they, why did they end up putting the Carolina team in Raleigh and not Charlotte? Do you know by any chance? I have right, no fucking clue. Right. Cause, cause I uh, just, I just looked at a curiosity. I didn't realize they're, they're two hours and 45 minutes apart. Like, it's a three-hour drive basically i just think that's interesting right like we're just gonna decide raleigh i don't know i'm gonna have to look that that up, andy right because i'm just saying charlotte's a a much bigger city
3: yeah yeah i i understand that yeah i don't know um
1: anyway i'll I'll, I'll do some internal research on my own so so (laughs) so what are the seedings here so what do we have give me all four teams and what they were entering the playoffs
3: Okay so Carolina in the East Carolina was a division winner and Florida was the lowest wild card team okay. in the East and obviously like they took out the uh, greatest regular season team ever yeah. in the Bruins so kind of a Miami Heat situation there with uh, Florida going on a run as um you know the 8th seed like it's not 1 to 8 seeds anymore in hockey unfortunately everyone wants it to go back to that but it isn't um, so that's that. And um, in the West, I believe Vegas had the best record okay. in the West. So Vegas will be the home team in game one for that one against Dallas.
1: So we basically have right now in South Florida, we got two, again, I know you said there's no seeds anymore, but you basically have two eight seeds riding the hot hand, two sports. That's pretty crazy if you think about it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think so who do you like? Movie.
1: Like, who do you like in each series?
3: Okay, um, yeah, Carolina, Florida, Florida, obviously just rolling. Like they took out the Bruins, the best team ever. Then they took out my Leafs. Sorry, and, uh, yeah, yeah. We did. I don't. Do we even want to get into that? <laughs> no, we can. We it's
2: if you want really, to. It's really up to you. Yeah, I. I uh, think. I think I talked about it maybe b- between your appearances, but. Um, basically the hockey stuff that I, you know, when the Rangers are in it, I was checking in on the games, um, since they've been out, it's just kind of whatever comes across my various social media feeds. And, uh, I saw former Ranger, but also just former league wide pain in the ass, Sean Avery, uh, talking about, he was like, I'm glad that now Toronto gets Florida. Cause he essentially is like, Florida's going to butt fuck them. And I was like, well, that seems like it's kind of out of nowhere, but he was, he was right.
3: Yeah. um, I, (laughs) Sean Avery loves to hate on the Leafs. Like he's, he's one of like the renowned Leafs haters on the the internet. Um, Yeah. Going into that one, I thought that the Leafs matched up pretty well against the Panthers. They, we're three and one against them against in the season. Um, I think it just took this core of players too long to get out of the first round. And then when they finally did it, like I thought like, Oh, maybe they can go on a run now. Like that first round curse, that mental stress is gone. But I think what wound up happening is they, um, they maybe got a bit too satisfied, too loose and Florida is just, they weren't able to match Florida's intensity. And um, Florida's goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky, he's, uh, he's rolling right now. He stole game five for them. And, you know, it was it was too bad. You know, I finally see my team advance. And then they go down 0-3 in the second round. It was kind of just a stinker.
2: The hot it, goalies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bobrovsky. Br- Is he related to Kyle Bobrovsky? <laughs> Kabrovsky <laughs>
2: from South Park.
1: Hey, I'll, hey, I'm on it today, guys. Ruth's, yeah, Ruther's, uh
2: <laughs> pop culture puns are rock and rolling. Oh,
1: I'm catching I'm, all of them. Completely ruining the show. So, and he also sounds like somebody who would put some vodka in his, in his. Oh uh, yeah,
3: very Russian. And right, uh, there was a big running joke too on TSN, like Canada's version of ESPN, saying like when Bobrovsky first came into the NHL, they're like they thought that his name kind of sounded like a loose cannon cop from like a buddy cop movie so they'd be like Bobrovsky you're off the case hand in your badge and your gun and then they'd show a highlight of him making a big save. like oh Bobrovsky you're back on the case <laughs> so that's a little Canadian that, inside joke I was gonna say that's you. the
1: most Canadian right now isn't that the most Canadian yeah. thing ever
3: so yeah so Bobrovsky he's kicking right now so uh Panthers are rolling but Carolina I will say um they had a few key injuries going into this playoffs. They're getting one of their guys back, and they're just like they dismantled the Islanders. They dismantled the Devils, and they're coached by Rod, the Bod, Brindamore, <laughs> and like, like you, Joe, you kind of asked me a coaching question last podcast, and I don't know like a ton about coaching, but Rod, like he he was the captain of the hurricanes when they won in 2006 he retired like 10-ish years ago so like relatively recently so I think he can like really relate to these players and apparently the guys just love him like they're willing to do anything for him and you know no disrespect to the devil's coach Lindy Ruff but I don't think you know he might not be able to relate to his players as well as Rod and He's just got them playing in this system of his that um, just works so well. They've got a really deep team. So I think I like...
0: I base
2: all my hockey knowledge, you know, on on uh, NHL nine Hockey 94. NHL right. PA 94, as it was officially known. And I believe okay. Rod Brindamore was a member of the uh, Flyers on that game. He was. Yeah, you got Let's go! That's a pull, Andy. Nice
0: <laughs> pull. Why yeah, do they
1: call so, Rod the Bod?
3: Because he's a mutant. Like, he, he's like a gym freak and like, oh man. Like, he, one of the best Stanley Cup raises ever. If you like, like he looks like he's turning into the Hulk as he's raising the cup, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, you like Carolina in the East? Yeah. Let's move yeah, to the that's West.
3: I'll say Carolina in six. And then okay. on, on the West end, um, this is like, Really big toss-up for me. I really like Dallas's uh, their makeup of their team. A lot of homegrown players at every key position, including their goalie, who's one of the best uh, bright young goalies in the league, Jake Onger. Jake Vegas. the Snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Vegas, two good Sasky boys. <laughs> so you know how I feel about my Sasky boys. <laughs> um. Well, Vegas, what, a, what
2: like what a franchise Vegas has turned out to be in their in their very, very young, uh, you know, existence. What like, how does that how does that even happen? Is that just like, you know, is that having good execs? Is that having good coaching? Is that just having a great expansion draft? Like, I mean, they've come out hot and they haven't really missed a beat
3: that's a great question like yeah this is their fourth um yeah this is their fourth uh, western conference final in, in, in six five se- years of ex-
2: six seasons this is their yeah.
3: sixth, yeah and you mentioned coaching this is their they're on their third coach now too this is the third time a coach has taken them to the western conference final in their first year coaching so just i don't know man like in their first year they picked like this just the right mix of guys that gelled together and they had Marc-Andre Fleury who played out of his mind in net and went to the final. And then ever since then, they've kind of been going all in, like making huge trades, huge free agent signings. They've kind of got a bit of a reputation as being a bit cutthroat now with, you know, firing coaches and, and it's, trading I mean, away they, I guess
2: it seems like, you know, to answer that question, just based on the the coaching changes alone, it seems like they have a pretty – um elite front office that believes in what they're doing to the point where, you know, a team that's f- six years in existence and, and saying, well, if we don't win the cup, it's a failure. Uh get this fucking coach out of here and move on. They yeah. must really they must really believe in the talent that they have.
3: Yeah, I guess they just expect results, you know, and you know they missed the playoffs last year, so they're a canned Pete DeBoer, and now he's the coach of the stars who they're Going up against ah, a, little bit so of a big, big.
2: There. This is a big series for him.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, this one's a complete toss-up. Um, I don't really know where. To make. I'll just say maybe Dallas. I like Dallas's overall team, maybe a bit better, and I'll give the slight edge in goaltending to Dallas. So say Dallas in seven. Because why? Not? I'm
2: gonna go Vegas because I believe these guys know. They got DeBoer out. They know what they're doing. Lisa, I'm, I'm on Vegas. I'm on Vegas and, uh, I'm on Vegas and Florida. I'm going against you on both. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I know nothing about hockey though. So, I mean, no reason for anybody to listen to me.
3: Yeah. And like I said, Vegas has the two Sasky boys, um, that I'll quickly shout out Chandler Stevenson from Saskatoon and, um, Braden McNabb from Davidson, who, uh, it was a town that uh, my hometown would have played against and, uh, That guy was like, he had like a 90 mile an hour slap shot when he was 12 years old. He was a freak. So kind of cool to see him doing so well now.
2: Speaking of Vegas, who is the Vegas favorite to win the cup right now? Do you know off the top of your head who is expected, at least odds wise?
3: I don't actually off the top of my head. I would, yeah, maybe should have. uh, Looks like, looks like, uh,
1: looks like Bandy Andy might be typing over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on it here guys let's let's figure this out let's see here can give t- where's can trevor you get-
3: when you need him eh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> give like trevor's, boss trevor's boss. updating
2: trevor. trevor's updating the page that andy's checking at espn.com <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: so your odds on i mean it's dude there's no major favorites i mean that's according to vegas we got the hurricanes at plus 200, vegas at plus 240 Stars at plus three hundred and the Panthers at plus three fifty. Wow! So it's a pretty highly uh, contested race here. Now, now, now like, like, who do we want to see? You know, because that's I'm all about the storyline. Like, who do we want to see? Is is, do we want to see Vegas get their first ever? Like, like these other these other ones have all won a Stanley Cup, correct? Florida hasn't. Florida hasn't. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, Dallas was in the cup final three years ago. Um, I don't know what the best, like Florida getting in as the last wildcard team and going on this run that they're going on would be a good story. Um, Matthew Kachuk is their best player. He's an MVP candidate. Son of Keith Kachuk, Joe, who played on what team in the NHL 94? (laughs) Uh.
2: The Flames? The Blues. Uh,
3: the Jets. You were close. Oh, the no. I
2: knew it was a Canadian team.
3: Did he yeah. play for the Blues yeah. at one point, though? Yeah, he did. He did later on. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's a weapon. Um, just, like, a guy that any team would love to have. Like, he gets under other guys' skin. He, like, he's an agitator, but he also puts up big points. He hits and stuff. So, um, he's a, he would be a good, like, name to have in the finals. Um, I Carolina think kachukets were
2: also a, uh, a backyard game That was banned after a couple kids lost their eyes You yeah. know Do you remember the Kachucket
3: Kachucket is that like lawn darts Or what <laughs> I know lawn darts
2: aren't a thing anymore Yeah <laughs> um, We had we had, ban, we had to ban lawn darts Two kids died <laughs> Too many people died
1: <laughs> I'm like we put yeah. pickle in my backyard I don't know what the hell the you're
2: the talking about The fuck
1: is pickle you know pickle, you like cotton like, pickle.
2: Oh, oh, like yeah, gotcha. Like with ba- with baseball gloves, pickle. Yeah, like, or you can like pull- running like with it or a tennis ball. You're like running bases.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. pickle. You guys yeah. have pickle up in Canada.
2: I've never heard that before.
1: <laughs> what well, well, What did you do as kids in Canada? Well, like, what's going on in Saskatoon? Um, they have they
2: have they
3: have
1: like well, a
2: 14 day window where there's not snow on the ground to play lawn dart. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
3: I grew up in a small town called Lanigan. 1,200 people. Um,
1: 1,200 people. That's a yeah. tough one to get on Bumble or Hinge. <laughs> You're like, fuck, I just matched with Stacy again. Goddamn next-door neighbor. Uh, and my
2: cousin.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, We had a golf course, play street hockey, outdoor rink in the winter, play hockey. You know.
0: All Again, winter winter how, how love
3: snowmobiling yeah. you know some dog kids racing dirt bite yeah <laughs> dirt bite dog racing maybe not so much that
1: <laughs> uh, so like know, stuff like that do you have any per- person obviously your team's out but do you have any personal rooting interest in any of these games or, or teams
3: no i haven't really thought of that yet um no, not really i mean yeah, maybe, maybe Vegas with the Saskatchewan guys. I um, don't think there's any one from the east side, unless I'm missing somebody really obvious. But maybe Vegas, um, even though I haven't loved the way they've been pretty cutthroat running their team. But, I mean, it's working. So. You'll
1: know, be really cool if, if, if a team wins, you could take the train down, pick up that Stanley Cup, and then take it back to Saskatchewan. Oh,
3: yeah, that would be no problem, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> So, so, like, can we talk about the cup for a minute? Can we talk about the because Because, yeah, like, let's
3: talk about the cup. I've I, drank out of it. Th- see, that's what I was going to
1: ask. I'm calls. fascinated by this. So, you've drank, you probably already said this on the show, and I forget everything. So, you've drank out of it.
3: Yeah. How yeah. did this happen? So, so, in 2013, there was a guy from my hometown, Sheldon Brookbank. He was on the Blackhawks, and uh, every uh, player gets their day with the cup. So, you know, you see all these, like, extravagant, like, you know, players going out on the town with the cup or, you know, out by the ocean or on a mountain with the cup. And, you know, taking the cup back to land against Saskatchewan, you know, we rent out the curling rink and just get buckled and <laughs> drink out of it.
1: Wait, hold
2: on. You get so, what? I, I, they,
3: I they, You they get cu- buckled.
2: They, they they cuck people. <laughs> Everybody you brings their, everybody. Everybody in Lanigan brings their their wife to town, and the guy who won the cup gets to fuck your wife.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Uh,
3: so yeah, you just like everyone gets to touch the cop, take pictures with the guy. I'm sure he took like five thousand pictures that day. And well, that's that that night that's night, awesome, man. Like that,
1: but but seriously, like that's that's fucking awesome. So his guy comes back to your hometown. Yeah. And everybody gets to hang yeah like like, like can, you imagine, can you imagine like in new york like everybody gets to touched the cup <laughs> like like oh i mean it, to... it,
2: ha- it happens everywhere yeah like the, you know when the rangers won the cup it was around you, like, you you'd see it passing through town
1: like i didn't yeah. know like like how did all how did all this start this is just i don't know this is so cool like how do we how did this tradition start has this been going on forever I know about it, of course. And I'm I don't,
3: it. yeah, I don't specifically know when the day with the cup for each player started, but, uh, you know, pretty cool tradition. And, um, yeah, and not just 2013, but in 2010 when Chicago won, there was a guy from a town 20 minutes over that uh, was on the team. So we we got to touch the cup and party with it there, too. So,
1: but, but that's the so, thing. I wonder like,
2: if there's a strain of herpes that's directly related to the cup. <laughs> like a bunch of people yes. drinking out of the same fucking yeah. cup tanning and yeah. herpes yeah you get yeah. the hannigans
1: ah oh, shit but but there's no other cooler tradition i'd argue like 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 from any other sport you you can't do you know the lombardi whatever yeah i don't even know what the baseball trophy is I well they
2: can't the- you can't pass that on that thing's a fucking that'll poke your eye out <laughs> it's like a it's a guy it's, a, it's all those the, little flags yeah the fucking the baseball trophy looks like a torture device from game of thrones <laughs> they're like i want ned stark's head on the baseball trophy <laughs> the fuck are you guys making a goddamn ninja star Yeah, like, jesus christ just make it a fucking Why golden bat or something yeah <laughs> well and i just love how like they give the make cup it a to medieval torture device but also put a glove on it somewhere <laughs> yeah
1: sorry ryan what were we saying
3: i just i was just saying i love how they give the cup to the players like in other sports you see them give it to the owners and stuff and hockey kind of has that special tradition of you know handing it off to the captain and he's lifting it and then passing it off to all of his teammates and usually you pass it off to the guy who hasn't won one yet yeah, first like uh joe sack passing it to ray bork in 2001 and stuff like that so um yeah i you know you can't argue like i know hockey isn't big for you guys but you can't argue that the stanley cup traditions are pretty special
1: no they're the best i mean i think we've discussed this and i know there was a call i think at one point as far as the coolest trophies and you know i think joe just hit home that baseball is the worst but without a doubt hockey's is the best you know i mean that that is such a cool tradition and 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 i never thought about that until you just pointed it out that the owners are going to walk away you know oh cool some billionaire gets another piece of jewelry for lack of a better term whereas this one you know i think it kind of embodies the sport right like obviously these guys make millions but you know you think more blue collar when you think hockey and the you know just kind yeah. of how it's the more- sport's played
3: for the team right it's more and I think it does kind of hurt hockey's popularity maybe a bit because they don't market the players as much you don't have, a, have as much like big you know exciting personalities in hockey which might kind of hurt its uh its popularity among other things but um you know it's just part of the culture I guess is uh it's more for the team you
1: know do you think your your train could run on the Stanley Cup? Like, I'm sure you know, like, like you know, you picture somebody There's shoving
2: close coal- capacitor, Andy. What the fuck are we talking about?
0: Here? <laughs> run on Andy's, the Stanley Andy's,
2: Cup. Andy's taking his love for the cup to fucking life <laughs> level. It's like you think if you That's melted true. it down and poured it into the fucking thing that your train
1: could run forever. <laughs> back to the Future Six. Like, let's just create a new a new Back to the Future, man. So, Ryan, I, I'm sure you need to get some sleep. Uh,
2: we don't have enough gas.
1: Don't worry, we don't
2: need gas. <laughs> we put Stanley Cups in now. In the future, <laughs> this thing runs on Stanley Cups.
1: Any last things we should look out for in these uh, conference finals?
3: Um, I don't know about the conference finals, but I'll just quickly mention, to a big deal that happened was the Blackhawks won the Oh yeah, the draft lottery. So they'll have the right to pick Bedard, and uh, much like the NBA lottery, a lot of people are saying that it was fixed and stuff like that. So,
1: so why are they saying it would be fixed for Chicago? Well, like a-,
3: a big, big market. Yeah, um, you know, kind of getting them back into relevancy after they've been bad, and also they had a huge scandal that came to light a couple of years ago. I don't know if you guys are aware of it. Sexual abuse scandal. Right,
2: there was a rape, rape, sexual abuse scandal. Yeah, I
3: remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So really bad luck for the Blackhawks. Bad, basically...
1: bad move to name, my... Jerry. I can't, I can't, what the fuck? I can't even get out of Jerry Sandusky joke. I swear, I swear, I'm I'm fine today, guys. I'm trying to get out of well, Jerry you ask Sandusky me if, uh,
3: joke. Train can run on the Stanley Cups. By the yeah. way,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey hey,, uh, I don't know. I've uh, do you hear Coco melon and all those kids shitting off? Oh you just go
2: God, Coco melon is just... I don't know if I don't know if trains can run on the Stanley Cup, but I know Blackhawks can run the train.
1: that's that's the one thing I know <laughs> from their history so, so this is kind of a little conspiracy or are we thinking like what are we are we buying into this at all?
3: Um. yeah, a lot of people seem to be like, the Blackhawks had the who are the other odds. team
2: who are the other teams that were really in the mix
3: the Anaheim Ducks had the best odds and then uh the Blue Jackets had the second best I ain't no way Batman was letting the Blue Jackets win the lottery like that wouldn't have been good for the league
1: the, the disrespect the Blackhawks, Ohio
3: yeah yeah I, well yeah told that to Gary you know not me fucking Gary yeah so um yeah and Blackhawks, i believe had the third best odds to select number one so so yeah their rebuild just got a fast forward button with that kid so
1: well cool well ryan it's always a pleasure you gonna come back for the uh the stanley cup finals or are we gonna yeah come back for this? hopefully
3: if i'm not on a train you know it's just it's happened to work out every time because my schedule is super unpredictable
2: how far do you travel on these trains
3: um like the the big main line runs we go on are like 200 miles one way i'm just on a little branch trip right now that's not as far 100 miles but um, yeah so
1: i'd love to uh see if we could do this while you're working and we make that happen <laughs> on the train <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah. the wi-fi
3: uh, unfortunately, we can't have our phones or anything. No, I f- I figured. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. know. He's too like busy hammered.
2: shoveling coal into the fucking thing. Yeah. You
3: I'm know? too busy shoveling the Stanley Cup melted down into the. Yeah. Into the Dude, entrance. you
1: gotta get it. You gotta get a full conductor. I might just buy a conductor outfit and walk around Cincinnati and say I'm a train. And put like, put like, you know, they do the face paint for athletes. I might just claim that's coal. I just like I just got off a train. Like, I might just become a train conductor in cosplay all the time.
3: You do you, man.
2: <laughs> well, Ohio, the Ohio, the only place that'd appreciate that—they'd be like, "Yeah, bring back fucking coal!" Everybody's like, "Jesus Christ, Ohio, get over your fucking yeah, man, your I, love of
1: coal, I'll, you
2: weirdos."
1: I'll be a, I'll be a celebrity. Well, Ryan, it's always a pleasure, guys. Ryan is on Twitter at rclat. That's two T's. That's K L A T T eighteen. So if you got any questions. Shoot him Ryan's way, especially if they're about uh,
0: running trains.
1: Yeah. Freight trains, running Stanley cups, it, you know, on some sort of train. I, I Look, there's a lot of things that can be answered.
3: All right. Well, thanks for having me on again. Uh, Great to see really you, Ryan.
2: Look forward to having you back in a couple weeks.
3: All right. Yeah. Stanley cup final next and uh, yeah. Stay dirty.
2: All right.
1: Ryan, take care, man.
2: I got to say, I'm excited. Uh, you know, Andy, I'll be in Vegas next week. I got shows at the uh, Comedy Cellar at the Rio, uh, May 29th to June 4th. So that should either be, I mean, mean, it looks like that would be in the midst of probably the second half of a uh, conference finals or perhaps the start of a Stanley Cup final. Um, So that's exciting.
1: Yeah, man. See if they can get you a comp for those. Uh,
2: well, I assume I assume with final conference or cup final games, I would assume that those would be in the evening. Yeah, good point. You'd be working. Coincide with that.
1: Yeah. Dude, That I mean, I mean, we're just now learning about this train stuff. I know. A little Ryan's just, like, holding that back on us. I mean, hockey's cool, but nah, you got a yeah. way cooler job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, again, I kind of want to go full cosplay now, be a train conductor.
2: We're like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I didn't tell you. I uh, lead uh, wagon groups on the Oregon Trail um, (laughs) crossing the get people through the Canadian Rockies to the coast. Oh, okay. How's it going? Oh, we had a couple people die of dysentery,
1: but, you know. I knew a dude who walked the entire Appalachian Trail. Like retire guy, the whole thing start. Yeah. I think you, I think it starts in Georgia, obviously all the way up to the Northeast. You Did the whole thing, like sixty five. I'm like, you, I'm like, you did the whole thing. Like took took him months. I said, I'm just gonna, you know, obviously you do campsites and shit. But that, man, makes you makes me feel like a piece of shit, huh? This guy's conducting trains. We were walking the Appalachian trails, and I'm like, yo, I got to fucking get a kid to bed. I could barely do this.
2: Well, that's why you waited till he was retired, Andy.
1: Yeah, well, touche, Mr. Prana. touche. So the calls were not the best this week. I'm just going to be honest, guys. Fucking dirt balls. Like, only one made the cut this episode. One made the cut. Did we already play it? No. Okay. We, we haven't played it. And also, I think Dirtballs sometimes, which is fine. I don't blame you guys. Maybe don't hear an episode, and they'll want us to talk about something like John ja Morant, and it's like, well, we did thirty minutes on Monday, um, and uh, stuff like that. So, but we we do have a call about a discussion we had Monday. Doc Rivers saying we 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 missed the mark on the best Doc Rivers comparison. Okay, can't wait to hear this.
0: I don't know. 30 Sports don't know how you guys did not come up with this one. Doc Rivers is Mike McCarthy. Like, Mike McCarthy won one title, but nobody really respects him. I mean, people have more respect for Doc Rivers than they do Mike McCarthy. But the thing is, both of those coaches have had so many talented teams and have had so many choke jobs as well. Both have one ring as well. So, yeah, I think that Mike McCarthy is definitely Doc Rivers, and you're seeing it now with the Cowboys too, both talented teams, but I just don't see them going anywhere with him as the head coach. Another comparison too might be Marvin Lewis. I mean, it's a little bit, different because marvin lewis never won a ring he never even won a playoff game i don't think but also he was coaching for the Bengals for so long had so many talented teams and was just a straight underachiever but i think the best comparison is definitely mike mccarthy so yeah
1: so i don't hate that like we we've, we've obviously
2: i don't hate it we've done a lot of this guy is mike mccarthy Yes. We've done Doc Rivers as Dave Roberts.
1: We just did which, Dudenholzer as Mike McCarthy.
2: Yeah. Um, the thing about McCarthy, like Doc again, I'm gonna say this about Doc Rivers. He's been coaching since the 90s. He's on his fourth. How many teams did he coach? He coached the Magic, the Celtics, the Clippers, and the fucking Sixers. Like Mike McCarthy is two bad seasons away from getting fired from the Cowboys and never working again. Doc Rivers, like that's why I was saying there is there's almost no comparison comparison when it's when you look at guys who have just been like there are people who were born when Doc Rivers started coaching born when Doc Rivers started coaching that are fucking Full-on adults now with jobs and kids of their own. Like, the dude has been in four stops. And besides, obviously, the, again, utter disappointment that was his Boston tenure where he only gets the one title. There's four franchises over the 90s, the aughts. The 2010s. We're talking about in four
1: decades. So he started. He actually started in 2000. Okay.
2: 99, 2000 season.
1: Yeah. So he's coached 23 seasons. And 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 I want to and I want to just make sure as I go through it, 23 straight seasons. That's the thing. Like there was no, unless I'm missing something here. I'm just going through. There was no time off, guys. That's what's kind of remarkable about all of it.
2: Like, like Doc Rivers is Mike McCarthy. If Mike McCarthy gets fired, hired, fired and hired, and then probably fired and hired again. Like, I don't think we've seen the last of Doc Rivers.
1: No, we haven't. That famous meme or gif of Doc Rivers, like, you know, on the sideline, like, that's me every time he's hired. Like, why does this guy keep getting recycled? And and, and that's the thing. Like, the Marvin Lewis is the same. And Marvin Lewis, who I think, was with the Bengals for 15, 16 years. Didn't even win a playoff game. It, that was just – that was just, dude, you're the Bengals, and they don't want to fire you because they're cheap. Like, I really don't think there's a comparison. And everybody was scream, screaming that, too. Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts, which we've said. But even the – like – how many World Series have the Dodgers at least been to with Dave Roberts?
2: Yeah, and he, any hasn't won any except the the Mickey Mouse one, you know. But again, Dave Roberts, like, th- th- yeah, in 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 twenty five more seasons, he's Doc
1: Rivers. Yeah, I know it, it really or, is. Or pretty in,
2: crazy. I mean, in le- legitimately, in what seventeen more years?
1: Yeah, there's really no one to compare him to. Give us a ring, 310-359-8365.
2: I mean, Buck Showalter. He's he's had a long run, and he's had uh, a lot of different teams. But he had breaks.
1: Yeah. True. The Bucks managed one, two, three, four, five teams. But he's had a lot of breaks. So I don't know. Give us a ring. Chime in with your thoughts. Um, and while you're doing that, drink some Miller Light.
2: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Andy, I was just thinking about this the other day. So I was hanging out with a buddy and i went to a bar and i ordered a miller lite and he was like absolutely two miller lights and i was sitting there and i realized something like i judge my friends on a lot of things but you'll almost essentially it's almost essentially impossible for you to crack top tier if you're not a miller lite guy like the elite of the elite my elite friends drink miller lite with me now You know, there's people out there who don't drink. Sure, I get it, but if you go to the bar with me and you just order some other thing, just like immediately, I'm just like, "Hmm." you know, you're not in, you're not going to be in my tight, you're not going to be in the circle of trust. Yeah, you know, the the um, a Miller Light is the key to
1: unlocking the circle of trust. Well, it is grill season. Right. Like we're in grill oh, season. Let's so call it what it grill is. Grill
2: season. So grill season.
1: And Miller Lite and Grill Season, they go hand in hand. So we have the Memorial Day holiday coming up. Summer is basically here. When you're flipping those burgers, cooking that steak, nothing will go better with that than a nice cold tasting Miller Light.
2: You know, Andy, our good friends at Miller Light have sent us some Miller Light over the last few years. And, um, it's, it's, it's lovely because when people come hang out at my place, they, they know they bring some Miller lights. I'll pick up the Miller lights when I get low, every once in a while this Miller light will arrive in the mail just the other day for the first time, at least since I've been living in my current place, which is six, seven months for the first time I went into the fridge and there was not a Miller light in there. And it was like a panic attack like it was it was a borderline panic attack i was like oh my god like how did i like i was like i, I gotta go went out got myself some miller light just like that that to me is like that's the definition of security in my life just always knowing i have a cold miller light to crack
1: well the great news is you could also have it delivered guys that's what's great you don't that's have to leave it that's what i should have done andy remind right. me
2: how i do that again
1: well, Joe, it's really simple. You just go to millerlightcom forward slash dirty sports. Guys, Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories, taste like Miller time. And if you want to get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. I do. Simply visit millerlightcom forward slash dirty sports, where you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. There it is on the screen. Just go to millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports. You have that delivered right to your house because, like I said, next weekend is a holiday. We're already here. Pool the season,
2: m- grill m- season. M- Memorial Day?
1: Yeah. Okay. Miller Light season. It's all here, man. It's creeping up on us, right?
2: Yeah. Andy uh, I feel like your body language tells me that you're you're getting ready to wrap this up. But we haven't talked NBA draft lottery. You know, oh, Ryan no, 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 let's keep talking. Ryan nudged us yeah, with a uh, with a draft conspiracy. But the huge news in the NBA, Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs. Greg Popovich for the second time in his coaching career, gets an elite blue chip, you know, universally considered sure thing guy, big man, obviously very different big man from Tim Duncan in Wimbi Yama. Um, I wanted to talk about this for one reason. Love Abachi, by the way. Great Abachi place. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this for. A couple reasons, but one is something in my brain told me like we had an Andy Ruther like going to be a bust hot take coming. I don't want to put that on you, but I know like I, I don't know enough about him to have a take. He's seven foot five. He shoots threes in a in a. Uh, International game or in a game, not an international game, but a game that happened internationally this year. He missed the three and followed his own three with a dunk. Um, Some people think that he will be an elite NBA player within the first few seasons in the NBA. Do you like this for the NBA? Him to the Spurs. I forget. where were the other draft options? Well, Charlotte was in the mix. Yeah. Forget them. Um, That that obviously would have been a sort of um, modern day lob city pairing of LaMelo and Wemby. Um, Who else was in the mix? Uh, Portland was once again in the mix, which we, you know, as much as we all love Dame and as much as I love Portland, it's like, we don't need Portland ruining some other guy's life. Like there's, there's you get drafted high for Portland. You, your legs are going to fall off. Like there's a hospital that was built just on Greg Oden and Brandon Roy's lower half surgeries, which has to be the fear. Obviously the, the crazy thing about this guy is um, so unbelievably tall. It seems like it always comes with leg and foot ailments.
1: Well, I mean, Chet, Chet had it this year. Right. You know, Holmgren.
2: Yeah. But uh, everybody kind of hopeful. I mean, seems like a good, certainly fit for him. Mm-hmm. Uh an for elite sure. coach, a guy mm-hmm. who's used to working with foreign players. Yes. A guy who's for used sure. to working with, you know, young talent elite big man, like you know he's certainly obviously a very very different game than Duncan but you got to, you got to think that that you got to think Tim Duncan's going to show up to training
1: camp at some point
2: you got to think Tony Parker's about to be hired as an assistant coach
1: well I would I would say that it's a great fit for any foreign player because it's obviously worked with all those foreign players and the system that Popovich runs in San Antonio clearly works and you know another great player to the west or you know potentially great player to the west um tell tell me if you
2: like i i, I don't want to like make a hot take here but tell me if you think this is if this take is what you know how spicy a chicken wing is this take but i think that there's a little bit i'm a big popovich fan i love popovich i think he's a great coach absolutely But it is hard to judge guys. You know, it's hard to judge the Phil Jacksons of the world when they only won with elite players. We can look at Greg Popovich, but his career success is essentially entirely tied to Tim Duncan. Um, Obviously, they continue to be good, even as Tim Duncan's career waned. But like the Patriots continue to be good, even as Tom Brady's career went. like we've we've seen this before. Is there some part of Wemby to the Spurs where at this point, guys, elite players like that, they come in and they're not necessarily like, you know, we've seen incredibly uh, hyped talents be bust before. Is there some part of this where it's like we got to see pop do it again like everybody's kind of assuming they're going to do it again everybody's kind of assuming they're going to be good right away is there some part of it where it's like you almost for for pop's legacy as like maybe the greatest coach of all time we have to see him
1: do that right away i mean you always say you can't hurt your legacy right
2: absolutely but i think does it like does it kind of does it kind of like make it right now i think it would be there's a lot of people who say, "Hell, oh, this coach, that coach, like Greg Popovich isn't the Bill Belichick of NBA coaches, right?" No, like- I
1: mean, I mean, look, but here's the thing: he he's been able to obviously he's had great players, but it's also like Tim Duncan was obviously the rock on that, the staple. But Parker was a late first round pick. Ginobili's a second round pick. I'm saying he he's not doing it with stud after stud. What was Kawhi before? The Spurs. I mean, let's just keep it real. Like these guys have flourished in that system. Absolutely. So my argument, I don't think he would need. I would say no, he doesn't need to. That's just my point of view. I didn't realize he was seven five. I knew he was seven foot. Like that's a seven five th- shooting threes. Like the
2: thing that's crazy about it is like twelve years ago or ten years ago. You would look at a guy like that and you'd be like, absolute bust.
1: Yeah, Sean Bradley.
2: <laughs> but, but even just like in the style of play, but now it's like with the size that he's super skinny, but obviously he's super young. But it's like Kevin Durant's kind of like what he was, you know, 12 years ago or whatever. It's like you're like, he's a seven foot tall, super skinny shooting guard. Yeah. I don't know if that fucking translates sure. now. Unfortunately, we didn't have this podcast at the time, but I was just like Greg Oden. Like I, that was when I casually watched college basketball. And I was like, what the, we're taking this Greg Oden dude over this Kevin Durant dude, This Kevin Durant dude's like a fucking elite scorer. And this Greg Oden dude's like not dominating at Ohio state. Um So I saw that one, but it was, but it's also like, Oh, but does this translate? And obviously it does. And, I mean, it is some video game shit. It's like, it's like when you were like, I'm going to design a player and he's going to be seven, five, but he's also going to bang threes. Like, it's pretty awesome. And I, I think the, the thing with Popovich and him going to the Spurs, why I like this is I want him to be good. And, uh, I don't think Greg Popovich makes him good, but I think that there's plenty of places where he could go and they could squander the talent. You know, we've talked a lot about, I mean, obviously Tom Brady was not a a freak talent out of college and whatever, but it I've said it before, it almost feels like Tom Brady had gone to the Browns, he would, you know, he'd be Brady Quinn. Yeah. You know? This sure. guy is this guy is a freak talent, but you'd hate to see him kind of end up on a Charlotte. And then just be out of fucking basketball in five years, and you're like, they've done it again.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think that's obviously the right fit. Definitely don't want to see anybody go to Charlotte. You know, maybe they'll get better after Jordan sells the team. But that's it's just it's like a barren waste of talent or just bad picks. I think I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to boil down to injury, right? If he's if he's supposed to be that good. It's can he stay on the court? I don't know, but obviously. Can I throw they-
2: one other basketball nugget at you before we go? Um, I know it's a little early in this with the lottery just happening and the draft isn't, you know, f- f- like for a minute, but um. These, the the Knicks are in a situation here where uh, New Yorkers are pulling down Julius Randle posters and pissing on them, and uh, Warriors fans are burning uh, voodoo dolls of Jordan Pool. Well, like, should they be traded for each other at as the soonest possible chance that they they're given? Like, why are those who, why is it not like, why is that not just something that's already accepted? Like why do you think Jordan, he,
1: why do you think Jordan Poole's going to, why would you think he, Because I liked him. Why he, do you think he would flourish in New York?
2: Oh, I don't. I don't necessarily think he would flourish, but I think it's two guys with talent, with big contracts, whose teams, cities, fans, franchises, teammates, coaches, just are just like, we're done with this guy. Yeah. And, and, And if there weren't, if there wasn't like mirror images, if it wasn't pointing Spider Man meme across the country, you'd be like, who takes the chance on this guy versus who takes the chance on this guy? It's like, like to me, it's like the way we're talking about, like we just talked about Wemby to the Spurs, like it's already happened and it hasn't, and obviously, but it's like it's going to, right? There's a hundred percent chance that they're not going to go and draft fucking you know, whoever the fuck else is coming out of college. They're going to draft this kid. Why is it not already like locked and loaded? Like Julius Randall's going for Jordan pool, like immediately to me, it's kind of crazy. Like, let's just do this.
1: Well, I don't know how those pieces would fit though, for
2: each team though. That's why. Well, the, the way the pieces would fit right now is guys would come back to their teams that the teams don't want to come back and they would be forced to play them. And the fucking, the fans would be boycotting. I mean, there's talk of like, and Jordan Poole is essentially benched in that series,
1: yeah. But I mean, people are heated now, but like you know, how that stuff simmers down, that simmers down, yeah. That's true.
2: I mean, there's a good chance if New Yorkers are burning his poster by September, they'll be back on board.
1: I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you see? Like, a couple social media things of people burning Julius Randle's poster. No, I mean, all- it was yeah, they like pulled down a poster outside Madison Square Garden and were stomping on it post game. But I mean, but that's, that's like a reaction, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, how many jerseys have been burnt we've seen over the years? I don't know. I think you're in your head. You're just hoping that happens.
2: Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I could sign golden state fans up for it right now.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously uh, around the draft, a lot will happen. There'll be a lot of movements. I I'd assume they try to shake up both those players and the rosters, try to get something new, but who fucking knows, man, I think you should go hop in a forum and, you know,
2: well, that was the closest I ever did to hopping in a forum today. I was, I just put in on the internet, Jordan pool, Julius Randall trade, just see if anybody was talking about it. I was like, has this already been just like a, is this already like a thing? Because The Athletic already written an article like, the trade that we all know is going to happen. But no, I mean, there's people that are saying it, but not. it's not like a this is going
1: to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you went into the Knicks... Uh... But,
2: but the reason I kind of brought it up is there's a lot of talk around the draft and whatever. Like, oh, you know... Uh, with pop and and with this kid like are they going to try to fucking compete right away and if so what kind of move do they make do they try to go get some piece that doesn't work and fit in like oh man jordan Poole's out there and blah blah and it's like so you know i'm just sort of i'm already thinking about potential moves and how they relate to my team
1: well i'm gonna become a train conductor that's what i'm thinking about Gonna make it official. This is my last podcast right now. I'm gonna sign up. Aren't what
2: isn't Ohio where trains are like literally derailing and like poisoning the whole environment?
1: Shit? Yeah. So they need help. That's what that says. They Need a guy, an outsider. Yeah. The outsider. This is this is essentially the Jordan
2: Pool for Julius Randle trade. They're so like the last guy killed a hundred square miles of trees and nature maybe we just go straight up for andy Ruther. like you can't be worse than that guy
1: dude at the whole time if i was a train conductor the entire time i'd be on the train i'd just be playing come on ride a train and ride a you know quad city djs that's a fun go-to at a wedding huh
2: I just want to be a New York City subway conductor so that I can come over the thing and be like,
0: the doors, please. The chick from uh That's every
2: fucking yeah. That's every New
1: York City. The teacher sounds like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Yeah.
2: Stand clear of the closing doors, please.
1: I was talking to somebody yesterday who had visited Japan and I was like, isn't it? Aren't they like it's not like New York, right? They're like all quiet. She's like, Oh yeah, they're like all quiet in the subway there. It's just like everyone's so different and everyone's so relaxed. And then I started thinking Yoshi.
2: Just coming in karate kicking people.
1: No, I just thought of like how calm he was, but she was also saying like Japanese culture was like, she's like, when they get in their house, they're so, there's such a quiet, everything is a process and it's soothing and relaxing. But then like the minute you get outside, like we got, we got to get to work. It's just like chaos. You know, like everybody's driving. It's just, it's just nuts. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Follow us on social media. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. The dirty sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. Joe is on MySpace.
2: Nope. Nope. I'm not on MySpace, Andy. But I am Are you on, sure? I am sure. No, am for real.
1: Sure. Art, do you have MySpace? I do not. Did you delete it? I'm like no, I'm being I, dead serious. Like I deleted mine. Like some people just kept theirs and it's just up, I think. So I
2: actually didn't I, I didn't really have a MySpace originally. Okay. I think I did get into them. I think I did try to fuck with my MySpace like when they brought it back, when Justin Timberlake brought it back, but I think it's got to be gone. now. Okay. Is MySpace even active? I'm, I'm pulling it up. I can't imagine this. Um, I am at Joe Prano on Instagram. I'm at Joe Prano on TikTok. I'm on Substack, uh, joeprano.substack.com. You can subscribe to me there. Shout out to all the people. Uh, shout out to the folks who put it on the Reddit. Uh, the free subscribers, double shout out to the people who are paid subscribers, get content coming your way this week. And, uh, I will be doing some shows coming to Stanford, Connecticut, June 7th, Wednesday, June 7th. Tickets are on sale. Now i put that on all my, uh, Instagram. If you click on the shows highlight thing, uh, tickets in there. Um, so yeah, come to that. If you're in the tri-state area, I'll have other shows lined up for New York, uh, when I'm there. Like I said, I'm in Vegas the 29th to the 4th. i uh, got shows in and around L.A. Um, and shows that I'll be announcing soon
0: in other places.
2: So JoePrenta.com forward slash shows. See if I'm coming to you town.
1: MySpace is still a thing. But it's real confusing when you pull it up on your desktop. Anyway. That's fascinating. Uh, yeah. I think that's it, guys. I think we covered it. Shout out to Ryan for coming on again, especially after a late night on the train. We'll be back on Monday, but as a quick reminder, we are calling the game live, Lakers Nuggets, Saturday night, 8.30 Eastern time. I believe that game is on ESPN, so live broadcast. We'll be doing it, so tune in. All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for sticking with us. Hopefully, we'll hear you on uh, Saturday. See you on Saturday. All right, have a great weekend, and as always, stay dirty.